Now, Lynn, thank you so much for speaking to us here on The Light Breakfast. Lynn McDermott is, of course, the Chief Operation Officer at D-Swim Academy. And today for Growing Pains, we're going to talk about baby swimming. Um, Now, people say that babies are natural-born swimmers, right? Is this true, Lynn? Not in my experience, no. Um, Babies are born not knowing how to swim, but they have these natural reactions like um, opening their eyes underneath the water, kicking their legs, splashing their hands. Um, But these actual motions aren't... they're, They're involuntary because they haven't actually developed that reflex yet. So until they get a little bit older... Those, those reflexes are pure, purely just fun play, but it's not swimming. Yeah. Really get an idea of how the children's ability is until they're a little bit older and, and they've developed some skills. Okay. But have you come across any children or babies who dislike the water? Is it, is it possible for them to overcome that? Absolutely. Absolutely. They can. Most children, most babies love the water because we've got to remember that at that age, babies don't have a fear. There is no fear. So um, babies and young children without that fear will do anything and try anything. But um, at that particular point, what's really important for those that are frightened or they've had a scare or they've had a dislike for whatever reason, they can overcome it. We can teach them to overcome that. Um, Parents sometimes transfer their fear and um, dislike down to the children, which is detrimental to their learning as well. So. The best way to actually overcome this is for is to encourage the children, have some patience, make sure it's lots of fun, make sure you've got them in, in a trusting and safe environment, um, providing plenty of opportunities for the children to experience the water in a positive way is the best way for them to actually overcome it. So okay. it, it's it's meant to be enjoyed. How early though can a can a baby start to learn how to swim? Is there a minimum age? Um, yes, in my experience and my recommendation, we recommend six months. Reason B, for formal swimming lessons, that is, um, for reasons being that children under the age of six months, like I was saying before, the re- reflexes are pretty um, involuntary. And if you actually get water into a child's face, they inhale it, and that automatically, that, that reflex action automatically closes off their airways as a protective measure. Mm. So it's important to, um, you know, if you're going to actually expose children to water under that age, it's got to be taken with a lot of care. So we we recommend um, six months. DSA start their lessons at at six months. Um, So that's the formal part of it. Informally, parents can just have fun at home. You know, from from the time they're born, we bath them. You know, like have them in the bath, get their legs kicking, get their arms splashing, pour water over the back of their head, wipe their face with their washes. You know, things like that, we can expose them to the being familiar with the water from a very early age. So baths, showers, anything, anything with water. You just make it fun and positive, non-threatening. But you mentioned before six months, if they're in the water and they might inhale it. I've seen those babies who are born in water, they just kind of like start doing stuff and then start <laughs> swimming. Isn't that natural for them? Well, there is some programs that actually teach younger. The reason we don't, and why we don't recommend it, there's a few things. It's like they don't, they can't regulate ingestion of the water, so that becomes a real safety concern. Okay, and they also their immune systems aren't developed enough, so they're prone to picking up bugs and bacteria. 
um, they can't regulate their body temperature. So, you know, they feel the cold a lot more. Their organs are still developing, their body's still developing. So it's just with a lot of care. There's a, there's a lot of um, people who will take their, their children to, um, into water and that's okay as long as they follow some really strict guidelines. Water temperature needs to be like 33 degrees or higher, 34 degrees, just to make sure their body can regulate, their organs can, can keep um, warm. So, that you, so you're not actually exposing them to any dangers. Mm -hmm. But formal swimming lessons, um, we always recommend, and DSA recommend uh, six months. So when you say formal swimming lessons, Lynn, like, do you really teach them the strokes or, you know, is it more of just getting confident in the water first? Yes. With, with teaching children, there's, you have to build a foundation. That foundation is around water polarization, buoyancy and mobility. With babies, um, babies programs um, and DSA's got a really well-structured baby program you start off with, you sort of incorporate all those different, um, you know, like sections of learning into one, but it's through lots of play, lots of games, lots of songs. So you could be singing a song, but you could also be teaching them a skill and that could be um, splashing hands. You know, you know the song, um, The Wheels of a Bus? Yeah. yeah. We, we changed, yes, we changed the nursery rhymes to, to incorporate skills that they can actually learn. So the, so the, Instead of saying the wheels of the bus, we go the hands of a swimmer go splash, splash, splash. You understand what I mean? The legs of a swimmer go kick, kick, kick. The ah. mouths of a swimmer go bubble, bubble, bubble. So we're teaching them the skills, but in a, in, a, in a way that they're actually having fun. They can't swim at this particular point. We're, we're not teaching them formal strokes. That doesn't come until a little bit after. Um, when you're teaching swimming, there's progressions in every single level and then you have to break it down again so we just need to formulate that foundation before our children can actually really learn how to swim okay but it, what it's more yeah. about safety it's more about teaching them safe um, to be safe in the water yeah. floating gliding grabbing grasping safe hands mm. those sorts of things okay but what are some of the benefits then of teaching a baby to swim at such a young age or, or just to be confident in the water at such a young age? It is. There is so many benefits. It's one of the best activities that any parent can actually get their children involved in. Um, cognitive development, communication, their personal development, you know, emotions like happiness, surprise, uh, joy, confidence. They learn to trust more. It's a special time for parents and children because they bond more it's their time it's their together time um children learn to socially interact with other children because they're in a group and they they're playing the games they're singing their songs they're looking at each other uh their gross and fine motor development is improved you know things like kicking with the gross motor skills kicking balance grasping and reaching grasping and reaching is a very very critical life-saving skill you've got to teach them to actually paddle and to grab hold of things to make them safer mm. um Obviously, enrolling in a learn to swim program, that's the best advice I can give to any, any parent. And the younger they are, the better it is because they grow with that. They don't, like I said before, they don't actually have that fear or, that, um, or they, they, they don't get that dislike. So it's something that they actually learn and to enjoy. Um, our teachers at DSA, fully trained, they can help educate the parents and the children on the dangers. You know, they provide guidance on, on safety, 
on what to do if they're in the water swimming or if they're on the water in, in a, you know, like a floaty or a boat or something to that effect, or if they're just around the water, what happens if they actually fall in the water? Because that's something that, that is quite common. And one of the leading, leading causes of um, drowning is falling into the water. And the kids don't know what to do. So we teach that. Um, we also provide positive opportunities. So that's developing the confidence, like you were saying, and, and being familiar around different aquatic environments. Um, and and like, I was, like I say, they learn through lots of fun, through uh, songs, through games. They learn the critical skills like floating, paddling, rotation. You know, there's so, so many um, benefits. Um, when I talk about enrolling in swimming lessons, I talk about what we're teaching is a skill for life. Okay, yeah. so they learn this at a young age. They'll never not unlearn it. They will have it for their life. Mm. The most important thing to remember with any um, water safety program or being around water, wherever it is that you are, supervision is critical. So wherever you go, wherever the parents take the children, um, if they're in a formal swimming lesson, if they're not, if they're in the bathtub at home, supervision is critical. And supervision means you watch them with your eyes. You don't, you don't go and answer the phone or you don't go and answer the door, you don't quickly run in and, and check the water on the, on the stove. You've got to watch them because it doesn't take long um, for accidents to happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, swimming increases your confidence because you're learning all the time. So once you start anything, it's like anything that we're learning. Our confidence increases when we repeat it. Okay, so we're learning our confidence there. Improves coordination, balance, sleeping, appetite. There's a whole range of benefits. There's heaps. Okay. More than I can actually tell you. You know, I actually tried to enroll my nine-month-old son, Den, in a, a baby swimming program. And he just hates putting yeah. his head into the water. And I decided, like, oh, it's all right. We'll start a little bit later. Um, <laughs> can we teach our babies to be more confident in the water ourselves as parents instead of going to a program or a certified coach? Um, you can. Absolutely, you can. But remember, DSA swim teachers are trained and certified in teaching swimming and water safety. So we have this, the specific knowledge, the confidence and skills to do this. But parents can assist, and this is where you need it to keep going. <laughs> parents need, can assist by providing the practice, by going to the pool, by, um, you know, different ward environments, doing that practice outside their, le their lessons. But keep going, keep attending. And what you were saying about your nine-month-old son, it is a very, very, very common issue. Kids do not like water on their face. This is why it's important as babies, you know, um, at home to expose them to that water, water on their face, you know, put it down the back of the head to the sides and to the front. Showers are fabulous for that. So it's it's keeping it going in it and it's actually encouraging them to actually keep doing it because they will learn it. They will get it. But it's a really hard I know. It was like after three lessons, every time we tried to submerge him, he would come up crying and screaming. And I'm like, maybe he's not ready. But I mean, he loves the water now. He's already four. He loves the water, but still he, he needs the floats. And I understand yes. that with the baby swimming program, floats are not allowed. Is that true? It depends on what you mean by floats. So I was a little bit unsure the 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 armbands the floaties yeah 
Okay, so I am not a fan of them. Really? Ever in my 25 years plus of teaching, never used any armbands, any back bubbles, any floaties, anything. Because what's happening there is that we're not teaching them a the body position. We need to be in, in a horizontal body position in the water. When you've got armbands, back bubbles, all those, you're in a vertical position. Mm. So if and it gives the kids a false sense of security. It instills a falseness of what swimming is all about and safety. Um, if parents have taken are taking their their babies or young children who can't swim to any environment, they actually have these on their bodies. They need to be within arm's reach because you don't know, like they're 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 blow ups. You know, they they could puncture, they mm. could deflate, they the kids could fall out of them. Um, I, I worry and I panic whenever I see that in the water. I always make sure that I stay very close by in case. Um, any swimming program should never use them. And I say that because we're teaching them to actually be safer in the water. We're teaching them the skills of floating. And floating is a very, very, very critical key water safety skill. We can't teach that if we've got them in a vertical position at all or in any water. Yeah. That's very unfortunate because he is so used to his his floats now that he won't go into the water without them. <laughs> so what? So it, it, but he will float with the floaties right. on. He will put his head. So you say don't use it because it causes an overdependence on the floats, and you're not actually learning anything. That's right. Okay. So so, so what yeah. are the correct methods then to teach a baby to swim? Okay. So. When we're teaching methods, can I just hang on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So these variable teaching methods, A1 is like I was saying, don't use the floats. Get them exposed and used to what we need them to be in a horizontal position. Um, at DSA, our, our baby programs, which starts in six months, we have the parents in the water with them. As teachers, we facilitate the learning. That means that we actually teach the, te- the parents to teach their children. We give them the skills. We show them how to do it. We use actually little dolls to show the parents the, you know, the, the different holds, what, uh, what the skills are, floating on their back, paddling with their arms, kicking, grabbing, grasping, holding. Um, we use lots of cue words, cue words like um, name, ready, go. And that means that when you're actually learning submerging and i would say with your child that he wasn't ready to submerge i want to say that i just remembered it so we use keywords keywords like i say your name so you say your child's name then you go ready go they hear that they understand that they're actually going to be submerged okay so and the other way that we use name ready go is when we when we're doing activities that where you stand up on the edge of the pool um, you know, jumps, entries. And it could be, have you guys heard of um, teddy bear, teddy bear? Teddy bear, teddy bear, touch the ground, teddy bear, teddy oh, bear. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like a nursery rhyme, kind of, yeah. Yes, it's a nursery rhyme. So what you do there, um, you say, uh, you go to the song, you go, Amy, ready, go. That's a cue for your child to jump into the water because it's safe. They hear those cue words, they know it's safe, they know they've been given permission to jump in the water. So when that, that activity, you jump in the water and you turn them around and you send them back to the wall to safe hands, grabbing. So it gives them that sense of um, safety. So if they accidentally fall in, they know to turn around and come back, okay? 
So the submerging is using the same keyword. So when we get to um, Amy, ready, go, we lift and then we submerge. Now, the only way that you should do that and the only time that that should happen is by identifying and understanding what readiness is for your child. So readiness is for someone who wants to do it, is someone who is really happy, laughing, smiling, that type of stuff. You know that they're ready. If your child is crying, pushing back, tense like this, you know that they're not ready, so you can't do it. You just go through the action without submerging and, to, and then you just go back to doing conditioning, like I was saying about the Pouring platform. the water on the yeah. face. Yeah, then over the face. So there's lots of different ways. Um, the best thing, though, is to, in this particular age group, and up until I even say three, three and a half, you, you have the parents as the support because the parents are the trusting person in their life, okay? So it makes it a little bit easier and, they, and the children are more confident and more trusting to try. Mm. So, so parents yeah, parents will have to join in this um, yeah. swimming lessons with the babies. Yeah, and they learn. You know, they have fun. The babies have fun. Mums have fun. Dads have fun. It's a bonding session as well. Have fun. Whoever it is that comes with them, everybody has a lot of fun. Sometimes, sometimes the parents have more fun than the children. (laughs) And it's a great way to gain new friendships. You know, like they're, they're in this group of, you know, parents and babies week after week and they go through their own journeys with other people. So there's a lot of friendships that's been formed through baby swimming. Yeah. What happens if the parent doesn't know how to swim and has a fear of water, but they they go, I think I need to instill this confidence for the, of, of water for them in my child, but I don't want to go into the water myself. How does that work? Well, yeah, if you don't want to go into water, you have to get somebody that's going to go into the water. They can't be in there by themselves. My recommendation for you then is to go and have your own lessons, adult lessons, which DSA do. And learn to swim just to get that confidence because the worst thing is that transference of fear or dislike because we don't want that. Babies are born with no preconceived ideas. They learn it through the environment that they're actually in. So we want to encourage parents to be confident. We want them to come into the program. We can teach them what they need to know. They don't have to tread water. They're in a pool depth where they can stand up. So we're just teaching them you know, moving, um, floating. We're teaching them how to have fun. Mm. Okay. Now, I'm actually quite curious as to um, who actually started this baby swimming program. Like, was there a particular person who said that, I think we can teach babies how to swim. This (laughs) is how we do it. You know what? Up until I read this... Sorry. Up until yesterday... I didn't really know who started because really? it's been around for so long and there's, you know, like there's a lot of really good um, programs and and um, and um, people who are actually presenting baby programs from Sweden, from the States, um, all over the world. However, however, Virginia Hunt Newman has been called the mother of infant swimming, Okay. So somewhere in the 1960s, she was a, uh, an ex-diver, so she's been involved in, in water and aquatics and, and that for a long time. She grew up as a diver. She um, went to a national diving school. In the 1960s, she decided to actually start teaching and she, she developed these programs for infants and preschool children, um, sort of like basing it on non, 
forced or non-traumatic methods, which is pretty much what I've been talking about. Mm. Okay. So she, she seems to be the one that's actually started, the one that's been known and, and world recognized for, for her efforts in, in starting it. And then what I'm, what I'm seeing is that everybody's picked up on that and just gone with it. It's evolved over years and there's lots of different, um, you know, opinions on, on, what's, on what's a really good program. However, I will say that here we have an amazing program. You've got to come down. <laughs> It's, it's like, the Oswim, right? You, yes. The coaches are Oswim certified. So, what what's Oswim? Oswim is the Australian um, organization for teaching teachers to be teachers. Mm. Okay. Yes. So that's in swimming and water safety. So we don't just teach swimming. We don't just sort of teach stroke development, swimming, as such. We teach water safety. Mm. Water safety is a really big component of the Oswim courses. Um, they're delivered by the most, um, how can I say, the most experienced swim teachers um, who have become presenters, yeah. okay? So so the ones with the most experience, the ones with the best, who knows the best practice, Oswim is best practice, okay, okay. On, on teaching swimming and water safety. Uh, it, that was developed in um, 1979 in Australia and they have courses all over Australia and in a lot of international countries. So um, we're very lucky because it's it's an amazing program and it's very worthwhile um, doing it. And we wouldn't recommend anyone having any um, formal swimming lessons without someone that, that actually does have an off-swim um, certification. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a standard. We're looking for the standard and that's what we're, that's what the expectation is. Okay. Now, uh, Lynn, we've actually heard of cases of dry drowning, as in when, when children or babies um, inhale too much water in their lungs. Um, are babies and younger children more at risk to that? Up until probably six months. Because remember when I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. their, their refluxes from birth to six months are involuntary. And that's what I was meaning when, you know, if you splash water in, in a child's face or they accidentally ingest it, their airways will close up to protect them Yeah. because it hasn't been developed. So um, I haven't heard of anyone suffering dry drowning, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely a major consideration. So it's got to be something that you actually consider. Even, even things like um, blowing in a, in a child's face, it will close up that it, that reflux is oh close the airway protect myself so even those sorts of things you know you don't even have to be in the water but yes. that's the same type of um, the same type of principle mm. okay. so as they get older it, it becomes it becomes another reflex around the age of six months it it, it sort of combines with like coughing mm. because then at that particular age they can actually spit the water out. So it's just a real consideration up in from naught to um, six months old. Okay. So perhaps it'll be safer to start a baby on some kind of swim program after six months. Yeah, that's why it's recommended okay. from six months. But not to mention, not to forget, though, that we can actually still teach our, our babies to love the water, yeah. but not formally, you know, at home, mm. showers, buckets of, you know, little, little bits of water over their head. Okay. Just getting oh. them used to it. But how challenging will it be 
to to teach a child to swim later in life. For example, my four-year-old son, he's now um, hooked on the floaties every time he goes to swim. Will it be more challenging to teach a four-year-old who has been swimming with floaties um, later? 150% a lot more challenging. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. Because <laughs> because you started off wrongly already? Is that why? No, it's just that it, it's nothing like that. It's no different to a baby getting used to having a dummy. You know, it's it's what they're used to. Mm. So his son is used to being in the water with a floaty. He feels safe. He trusts his floaty. He's safe in the water. He can move around. But in actual fact, to take that floaty away from him, he'll sink. I'll just give you a very quick example of someone who I used to teach way back in Australia many years ago. The mum come up to me and she said, oh, my, my child can swim 25 metres. Her child was four years old and I'm thinking to myself, oh, crumbs, this is either um, exaggerated or an extremely talented four-year-old child. And then when I, I was in water depth about 1.2 metres and so I, I got the child to jump in and where where that child go? Straight to the bottom of the pool. Because what the mother forgot to tell me was that the child can swim 25 metres with a bubble on the back. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You take that comfort zone away, that comfort, and it makes it really hard. So for you and for your four-year-old, it will take a lot of patience. You might have to bribe him to actually get with that, <laughs> even if it's just for, a, you know, like 10 minutes at a time. You've got to slowly take that, um, that piece of comfort from him to get him used to it. And it's critical that that happens. Bring him to DSA. We'll help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, you can do it though. Let me tell you, you can do it. We, it doesn't matter how old you are. We, we can teach anyone. It does make it more challenging as you get older. We have a lot of adults that come in and swim who, who want to learn. How that. about elderly, like seniors? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you, it's endless. You can teach. I've taught, um, I've taught adults up until the age of 60, 70 years old. They just want to do it. They want to learn how to do it. They see their grandchildren. They take their grandchildren to the pool. They just don't know how to do it. So this is what they do. Mm-hmm. That's and nice. it's fun. <laughs> all right. It's so fun. <laughs> we can start at any age at all, but it'll be more challenging, I guess. It's more challenging, yeah. yes. Yes. But it, with that, it just comes patience. Okay. Um, and you've got to remember also that learning to swim is not something that happens overnight. You can't, you've got to go with the progress of the child. Yeah. It's with anything. We learn at different rates and stages, mm-hmm. you know, and there's lots of different factors that affect our learning. So we just have to be patient. Yeah. But I do know of some parents who are a bit concerned about letting their children swim in a chlorine, chlorinated pool, right? Is, is chlorine bad for like children or babies' skin? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? Not at all. Not at all. Like, um, it's a consideration, but I would say only if the child itself has an allergy. There's some children that have an allergy where any type of um, chemical in any water, it doesn't matter what it is, will affect them. But in essence, um, chlorinated water is very safe to swim in. At the moment, worldwide, you'll find a marketing ploy that talks about saltwater pools yeah. rather than chlorinated pools. These, they have saltwater pools, 
but they all their pools are chlorinated as the salt, which is the sodium chloride, is converted to chlorine by electro, uh, electrolysis. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't stop them from swimming. It's extremely safe. I can guarantee you it's extremely safe. I've, like I said, I've been talking, I've been teaching for over 25 years. I've never come across anyone, anyone that's been affected by chlorine. Okay. And 95, probably 98% of pools are chlorinated. Yeah. How about the temperature of the water? Like I know there are a lot of like heated pools nowadays, especially for baby swim programs. Are those more recommended? Um, yes. If you think about what I was saying earlier about um, the core body temperature of babies, you know, as, they, as they're de- developing, as they go through the development, they are able to regulate their body temperatures a lot easier. Um, if you're talking about putting babies not the t- uh, six months into a pool, you need to be looking at 36, 35, 36 degrees. Six months, you'd be looking at somewhere around 32, 33, even 34, depending on, on what the um, air temperature is. Um, from two years, probably, you, you can probably put children into water that's around 29 degrees. So as they're getting older, the temperature of the water isn't as critical. Mm. Our, our babies are taught in water here at about 30, 31 degrees. So it's, it's quite safe, but it's important to make sure that the water temperature is um, appropriate for the age and the level of the of the students, of the children. Very okay. important. Yeah. Now, uh, finally, Elin, what's your advice to parents who, who might be a little bit wary about sending their babies to swim programs like these or maybe they just, you know, they're just unsure of whether it's a bit too young for them to send their babies for swim programs? Um, don't be afraid, never too young. Always think about the fact that you're providing opportunities for your children to learn a life skill. And it's always in a non-threatening environment by our teachers that are trained. Okay, so that's first and foremost really important. Um, Our baby programs are lots of fun, like I said before. Children will have fun, you'll have fun, you'll make lots more friends. Um, I will always encourage parents to think about why you are doing this you know think about the positives think about um, the outcomes that and the long-term um, goals of what you want to achieve it's giving this giving this the children and the parents skills to be safer in the water so it's really critical um, we our, our teachers are very are absolutely amazing and very supportive so i would suggest don't worry about it don't be frightened come down Ring us up, contact us, and um, and you know we can help you. We can certainly help you. Okay. We'll guide you. All right. Like you said before, we're all we're we're trained. Yeah. We're trained through Austin um, recognised swim swim certificates. So it's it's really good. So one more thing though. Sure. Singapore's got Joseph Schooling, who actually won the Olympic gold. So Malaysia, we want to have an Olympic gold in swimming as well. So. How soon should a, a kid start to start learning how to swim before we actually get a Malaysian Olympic gold medalist, you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can I tell you? Um, I, we, what we, one thing we don't do is put a timeline on everything on it <laughs> because, because um, it's, it's hard to do that because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of factors that affect learning. 
a lot of factors, a lot of fa factors that affect the memory of learning as well. The earlier you get them into water to expose them, to give them that experience, actually sets them up to keep moving through the program. Like DSA has a program from babies all the way through to competitive swimming and their competitive swimming squad are absolutely incredible. There's probably over 800 swimmers in, in their um, squad and there's some really, really, really amazing swimmers. So we could have a few of those. In future. We'll never know, right? Yes. An Olympic champion from DSA. Well, we're, yes. we're looking forward to that. Well, thank you so we're much. For that. <laughs> thank you so much, Lynn, for speaking to us. You're very welcome. And well, I'll definitely call Serena up and ask her whether or not I can bring my, my four-year-old. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And do, don't forget to um, get your friends to come down as well. Yeah. But, but your, your pool's now only in Bukit Jalil, right? No. Yeah, pool's all over? Okay, I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out. Because the last time I'm like, oh, so far, Bukit Jalil. <laughs> I mean, right it's, here near, it's near work, yeah. but I mean, so far from home. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. With the, there's quite a few. We have quite a few um, swim centers. Yeah. Uh, apparently at the moment. If you want to go to our website, yeah. have a look on the website. And um, I don't know where you live. And even if you told me, I still wouldn't know what <laughs> All right. I'll check it All out right. on my yeah. own, Lynn. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah.